Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Tonight's show, we're talking women's sexual peak. Does it exist? How to get your partner to take control in the bedroom, jackhammer sex, penis size insecurities, and so much more. Thanks for listening. Okay, you know how I love my sex toys. If you've been listening to this show once or you've listened to 2,000 episodes, I like my toys. Well, I also like jewelry. I'm a girl. And I'm obsessed with my vibrator necklace. It is called the Vesper by Crave. And if you've seen any of my photos, my checked out my Instagram, my friends, everybody's like, can I get one? Can I get one? It's the coolest thing ever. It is a necklace that looks kind of looks like a pen. And it comes in silver, gold, rose gold. It's slender on a long chain. And no one really knows it's a vibrator, but everybody's like, I love your necklace. That's so pretty. What is that? And then I get to say, oh, it's a vibrator. Depending on who you're talking to, they get really excited. All the girls love it. And the guys are like, got to get that from my lady. Or, hey, what are you doing later? Because that means you always got a vibrator on you at all times. I mean, it's also, like I said, perfect gift, jewelry, and orgasms. Who doesn't want that? Or just buy it for yourself. Um, it really is taking over. It's so funny because people keep coming up to me and saying, I saw like celebrity who was wearing it, like Nicki Minaj and like it's a bunch of celebrities. They just, it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. Super reasonably priced. And if you want one, go to lovecrave.com, use code Emily and you get free shipping and they don't do anything for free. Either. They're like, we know we made a badass thing. So, um, but they're doing that for my listeners cause they love you. And I'm telling you, you'll love it too. So go to lovecrave.com, use code Emily, free shipping, and enjoy your jewelry plus uh, vibrator, which equals orgasms. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Have you been to sexwithemily.com? It is a good friggin' time. You can easily subscribe to the podcasts. We do two a week. You'll never miss one again. And uh, read our blogs. You've got awesome blogs and videos and all that stuff if you want to improve your sex life. And your relationships, because that is why I'm on the planet, people, to help you out. And uh, Anderson, why are you on the planet? You help people much, you, other people much more than you help yourself. You told me this. This is a direct Emily quote about five minutes before the mic's cracked. Well, you said it. You, yeah, I, I, like, I said it's easier for me to help other people you, than help myself. You enjoy helping other people than helping yourself. You're a giver. I am a giver. I am a giver. I, mm-hmm. I really love, I love when it, it, I can just look at something like, God, I can help you with that. It just, it feels good. I mean, it actually feels good to me. I'm on the planet to even the score, I think. <laughs> You don't help anyone. Well, no, I, I like to like bring the little people up and bring, and try and knock the big guys down. That's my that's my <laughs> thing. It took me a long time to figure out that was my, what my problem was, but that's that's my motivation in life. God. If someone's too cocky, I'm gonna try and take you down a notch. Uh, I hear if you're you. feeling a little insecure, I'm gonna try and bump you up. You a got little. angry. Angry. I want I want it to be You've even. Got some anger. Uh, I just don't like cocky fucks. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that you look at a lot of people as cockier threats where you don't even need to because if you don't even 
pay attention to that, then you just get to look at be yourself and be confident wherever you go. You know, when I was a teenage boy, I think a lot of guys that are listening can probably uh, relate to this. Like, I for about five, ten years of my life, I'd walk into a room, and the first thing I'd do is try and figure out who could beat me up and who I could beat up. And then I like, figure out who the threats guy, were. I mean, no, I was just prepared always for people to start shit. Wow, yeah. what, that must come from childhood stuff. Have you yeah. worked that out in therapy? No, my wife says I should do therapy. Dude, that is big therapy because you still do for, have some anger on that, but you also have a great talent. Oh. And I'm so proud of you. I literally, after I said out before, before whatever, I screamed because Anderson had a short film last week at the Holly Shorts Film Festival That's at right. the Chinese Grumman's Theater. Is that what it's called? I think it's TCL Theater now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay, it's whatever. Confusing. It's that theater. Yeah. If you've ever been to LA, the stars. The landmark. The, yeah. Landmark. It's a landmark. And Anderson, he's been working on Loveline for a long time. Most of my life. Most of his life. <laughs> and, but he's always had this passion around me of making films, making short films. And and I brought my whole crew. We, my you're staff so sweet packed. for bringing everybody. God damn, you're nice. Yeah. We love you. And The theater was sold out at one point. I remember I got it up was and, sold out. and there was standing room only, which was pretty cool. We were in the front row. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, okay, so anyway, I'm so proud of him because it's, it's a lot of work. Whether you make a short film or a long film, I mean, it's a lot of work. And he wrote it, directed it, produced it. I had to leave right before because I had to go on Loveline. This was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And everyone in my office was like, oh, my God, it was so good. And then Anderson just told me that he won. I won I won that, uh, that yeah, for that little Dude, festival. that so, is, which is cool. major. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. And the like, other ones had, like, real actors in it and stuff. It was, yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, so I feel I feel, uh, I feel, feel confident moving forward. It's funny because I already said Anderson will be the best. And I left, though. I only saw four and I was like, yours at the end. And then they were like, no, his was the best. When I got, I'm like, okay. There was like nine They movies. wouldn't say that. And what's the best The best part of it is I shot five last year. And there's two that I shot uh, that I like a lot more than the one that just won this award. So I have I have high hopes for oh what's Oh, my God. Dude, this come. is so big. And the reason I was sitting there in the audience, because, you know, I made a film 10, 15, God, 15 years ago, I'm documentary. Flying, so. But I was sitting there, and I was because I was so happy for you. And I remember it was at the Castro Theater in San Francisco. Have you ever been there? That's it's one. A, you know what? I was just looking up top 10 uh, movie theaters you have to go to before you die. And yep. the Castro is one of them. And I used to pass it all the time. Yeah. My wife lived in San Francisco, and I go up there all the time. It's the most beautiful theater. There's like the, the, the I never guy comes inside, up with the, with the piano, and the, anyway, it's thousand seats sold out. And I mean, I, if you guys want to check it out, you can get it. I on watched it. Netflix, you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you it was can send good. away for it on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix and um, or iTunes, you can buy it. But it's called See How They Run. It's about politics in San Francisco, but it's funny. Whatever. The point is, I remember sitting there in the theater going. Like my heart going, oh my God, my baby for four years, it's up on the screen. And so I sat there thinking like in the theater, like what you must be feeling all this work that it was going, I don't know. I was just Did so you enjoy feel. watching it? Was I, it a good feeling when you were watching your own? No. I hate it. I was so, I was so nervous. Because what's funny is like filmmakers by nature are control freaks and you give up all control once it's done and you oh. put it on the screen. You can't change things on the fly. Done. That's why I love like live radio, even live TV, because you can change things. You can move things a different direction. If, if you're not getting the reaction you want from the audience with your film, there's nothing you can they do. They didn't get it. They don't laugh. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really hard. But it, it was, it was so rewarding though. And, it, um, but I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And then people can see. More, well, we'll be giving you more information, but September, there's another one. Yeah, I'm going to actually do a full, I'll show all five of the things that I did last year, as well as some earlier stuff. And it's going to be a big cold cockle night, uh, which this is the is name just, of my production this company. This is major. I just know how hard it is. I got, I mean, getting into film festivals, I got into three. I think I applied to 100. I mean, it's hard. I, yeah, I ever submitted to five, so... and I got into two. And now yeah. I feel like maybe I should have submitted to a few more. But I have other, like, it's so expensive. All this is just so much money. Oh, my money. God. Yeah. It was my whole life. That's why I didn't make documentaries. That's how I started Sex with Emily, because I, I realized. I have been in years because of this goddamn movie oh, making. dude, I hear you. I was broke. I raised money. The whole thing. And then I just, um, after that, I realized I really just, I directed it, produced it, edit everything. And I realized I just love interviewing. I yeah. love, ta- I love the, pro- the the journalistic side of it. And that's how I started the podcast. So it did kind of lead to this, but everyone's like, when are you doing another film? And they you know my problem with your movie? What? Not enough M. 
I know. It's verite. You I'm not in it. I know, but you know what? I really I hear you never once thought. In it. I heard you once in it. I asked questions. I never thought it's about Willie Brown when he was running. No one cares. You guys don't care. It's, all, it's, tech it's all politics. It but is it was all interesting politics. Yeah, sure. I mean, I worked in po- before sex, I worked in politics for a long time, which is another thing, little known fact. But um, yeah, no me. But it wasn't about me. I never thought that I'd be doing this. Like even- That's the same road Tom Likas took. Tom Likas did politics on KFI, an AM news station, and then he moved to sex talk. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, there you go. I want to be just like him. Um, I have a terrifying <laughs> story about him, though. I, I, um, do people know Tom Likas? Is he like a known? I think a lot of your listeners are probably familiar with him. So I, my, I started. So I don't know if you all know the story, but I started this podcast in my living room ten years ago in two thousand five, just as a hobby. Like on the side, I was producing stuff for net television and trying to, you know, get into entertainment after politics. Anyway, I was very fortunate and lucky that the producer at Free FM, which was an FM talk station, heard my podcast and said, come to a live show. And I was like, holy shit, they threw me in the studio at 11 on a Saturday night. And they were like, oh, here's the cough button in case you cough. That's all they told me, right? You know, this never happens in radio. This just does not happen. I don't know how. Here's a line that I've heard because I've been in pitch meetings and stuff on the other side where people are pitching us and I've been part of that, that side of things. And the, the line that my boss would give people all the time was, Jesus Christ could come down from heaven right now, and there's a 50% chance that we'd say no to his show idea. Yeah. No one just says, here are the keys, I, there's I, the cough dude, button. I, I know. I didn't realize. Very fortunate. It. I, it was weird, too. It was like, oh, my God. So then anyway. Was it because you blew him? I didn't blow anybody. Okay. I never blow anybody. It was awesome because, you know, I would have, but I didn't. I, I was just shocked that I got this call. So I go in, you know, CBS Radio, and it and Tom Likas was on it, Adam Carolla. And so Tom, so it was like my second or third, and I was terrified. I used to prep. It's just so funny because it, it ended up going from 11 to 2 a.m. It got, uh, it was 11, 12. And then I got syndicated five days a week, and then they went out of business. But that's fine. I was, that's where the same station, string of stations that I started on. Was yeah, really? Free 97.1, free FM. That's so funny. We were with, like connected. With, uh, but, yeah, for all on the bench. But one night, um, so of course I was listening to radio all the time. I used to prep 12 hours for my three-hour show. I was so, you know, it was a big thing. Yeah, you're a little... And then one night, I mean, commercial in. break, the the program manager, whatever comes in, whatever they're called, producer, PDs, program PDs, directors. he said, um, Tom Likas is here. Do you, he's going to stop Bam. in for a second. And I'd been listening to him, and I was so nervous. Oh, my God. And then he he came in my show for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what the hell? He's a professional. I don't know anything. I was he wearing so sunglasses? Scared. He was. Was he holding he was a glass drunk. of red wine? He was dressed. Yeah. I shared studio space with that man for about eight years. You did? And I have stories that I can tell you off air. They're not very flattering. You hear that, Tom? But he has the same stories over and over again. But it was interesting. Right. It was compelling. A lot of guys are like into his, like, you know, don't get married. Don't. But I kind of agreed you with, like, don't get married. You want to have her back your house and time to watch Sports Center with a beer in one hand. Only spent five bucks on her dinner. She's yeah. bobbing your slob. Exactly. But I still have, I should find that podcast because I'm actually releasing. I have 2,000 of them and you guys only get, like, 200 on iTunes. And I'm going to start. You really have 2,000? No, I really do. Because I was doing my three-hour shows I did for three years. So those are all one-hour podcasts, too. And then I've done a podcast every week for 10 years. Two. At least two. And yeah. one for one year, I did five a week. Wow. Guys, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of We haven't even talked about sex yet. Is no. everyone okay with that? Um, sometimes I... No, people used to complain, like, oh, you guys are talking a lot at the beginning. Who says that? I don't know. They email me, and they're like... Recently? Yeah. Not recently. Yeah, no, people are into it recently. But you guys, this is just... Whatever, I'll get into blowjobs soon and vaginas and <laughs> stuff like that. You'd open the show with Jackhammer. I could open it with Jackhammer. No, you we already are... did. In the very beginning of the show, you talked about what we're going to talk we about. We are going to talk about a lot. So let's get into it. Um, the first thing, just, oh, one more thing before I forget. Uh-oh. Um, because I will forget. September 18th to the 20th, I will be in New York City at the She Sexual Health Expo. She. We're taking on the road. We were in LA, and then we were in Phoenix, and now we're going to be in New York. So if you live in New York, I'll be giving you more info. 
And I love you all for listening and supporting the show. So thank you. Okay, let's get to our sex in the news because we it. love it. I love it. It's seven or better online dating site for well-endowed men looking for love. This is real. Okay. Good news, then, for women whose perfect package would need a lot of wrapping. A dating site specifically <laughs> catering for men who big willies and the people with big willies and the people who love them. Seven or better. Uh, does exactly what it says on the, this is like spelled wrong, is for well-endowed men and potential dates who categorically think it's the size of the ship, not the motion of the ocean that matters. So the founder, he says that he, um, what triggered him to launch it, I had the idea talking to a few, me, few female friends who were complaining about investing time with guys who then turned out to have small penises. They all said they wished there was a site which listed penis size like it did hair, color, and height. MBA.com. What's that? National Basketball Association. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I was it. thinking like business school, MBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sex is a very important part of relationship as much for women as it is men. So why is it less politically correct for people to want to know about penis size than it is for them to want to know about height, weight, or body type? Okay, I get it. The site's doing really well. Gay men, too, like it. Um, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about, I feel about this. I mean, I, I'm glad that he's doing well, but it's kind of like, I mean, I get it. If you're into your boob man and you're like, I only want large breasts, like, that's all I'm attracted to. You can see that. You, you There's don't plenty have to of sites for that, yeah. Yeah. I know mean, what I'm saying is you can meet a woman. You can oh, see you it online. you see it, right? Yeah, I guess it's not covered. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, And so this is, like, covered. Fair. I know. It's so not fair. It's really not fair, and I think it's just adding to the insecurities a lot of men have. But here's the thing. Then these women have a place to go, and you're fine with your penis. But what I also want to say is that, and it's funny because one of our questions is about a man who's insecure about his penis size. Mm-hmm. He's a virgin. We're going to get to that in a minute. And I'm going to give you some stats that are going to mm-hmm. make you all feel better about your penis size. Because women, we do not care at all like you think. And your penis is fine. You guys are worrying way too much. And I'll have a movie recommendation and, on the subject. And now I'm kind of upset that I even read that because I feel like I'm feeding into men's insecurities. But I just want to let you know it existed for some of the women who do care. For the, the seven or better? You feel like you're guilty? What was the know. source? Where did you, where'd you read about that? Um, Mr. Prep. Mr. Mr. Prep? Pre- uh, uh, Mr. Skin. I don't, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Skin. The well, he does his prep service of some, but we get some news stories from him. So it's here. And I, I think it's Skin. whatever. People, penis, I don't know. How, okay. how do you, wait, first of all, before we move on from, from uh, seven or better, do you, uh, do you have to send off a picture to get certified or do you that just sign up? That is a really up? good question. That is such a good flipping question. I actually want to go, now I want to know. That's a great question because you could totally lie. Yeah. And then you could be like, well, she'll like me anyway, even if I have six oh, inches. Oh, no. no that's, that's the worst thing guys could do, especially if they're worried about their penis. Because you're going to go out on a date with Access a girl expecting- the radio station Yeah, because we don't have- You we can look it up on your phone. Yeah, now I don't even want to look it up because I want to talk about this anymore. They, have, they, have, they think that there's a bunch of five-year-olds that run these radio stations here. I know. It's so funny. Well, I could never get sex with Emily at the radio station. I probably can't get it here either. But so- the last thing you want to do as a small dick man is like th- have a woman who's craving big dick and have her think that you have one and then that, I know. that stunning moment at the end of the night, it'll be like- a- It's like guys lying about their height though because I can- I like sick, I. I yeah, <laughs> the crying game. Yeah. Truly, what would you do? You'd be like, you were on the site. Would you report them um, to the site? Remove him. His penis is six point two inches. Oh, I just think that the women might react the same way that uh, that what's his name does in the crying game, where right. maybe like so visceral, like they might start puking in the bathtub. Yeah, oh so my God. upset by your small wiener. Uh, see, and the reason why also because I feel like this is like men's biggest concern and women's least. Con- if you gave a woman like ten things she cares about and a guy like. I don't know if we'd be on the top 10. Well, Maybe nine. There's a number of you out there who go well, to the site. that's the thing. It's popular, and there are women who care. I I, I have friends most who care, but, but most do not. 
It's more about how you take care of your person that you're with. Are they getting off? And um, are you using your hands, your mouth, your feet, whatever? And you know what? Women don't even need that big of a penis to orgasm. Many don't. And I'm just fine with it. I just feel like it's feeding into insecurities. You guys have enough as it is. Yeah, I know. What are you so doing? do women. Yeah, I think you guys have more. We do, don't we? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Everyone's crazy. I could say probably pretty safely less women care about the size of your penis. Uh, more more women care about the size of the penis than men care about how the vagina looks. Men do not care what your vagina looks do you like, think ladies, that's for the true? most part. For the most because part. Because just when guys are like, oh, her look like, but I'm not even going to say it because I hate disparaging the vagina and right. the penis. Right. But guys, uh, we've heard really, it all. We've, we've heard, heard it all. Yeah. We've heard it. You guys don't talk about it. We don't need so to say it. So it's really. Like you don't hear guys talk about that that much. No, like maybe there's no, like no. one vagina. There's, that... there's always that douche in the in the group that it's like you know worst. loves to, to you know uh, speak about women le- women disparaging. And, and those are the women. men who hate women. Yeah, they hate I've women. I've dated those guys. Most guys though, I'm if fake. you're in a position where she's letting you look at it or put things in it, you don't care what it looks like. It doesn't really matter. Right. For exactly. Most people. And even if you, I, I just feel like you'd learn to get into it. Like who? What? There is no right it's way. Hers, of vagina especially if you like it's like it. a snowflake, right? Yeah, They're all different. I mean, I've seen some pretty gnarly ones in my day, but you know, you get past it as long as. If you like them. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, Anderson, this one's for you. I mean, but don't take it personally. I just thought you'd have a comment on it. As long as the last one was about about a really large penis. No. Marriage adds 4.5 pounds to people of average height. How tall are you? I don't know how tall you are, but marriage doesn't just add to your happiness, but also to your waistline. According to a new according to a new study, but singles shouldn't boast just yet. Because I'm married, I see. Yeah. It says um, there was this study. Of 10,000 people in nine European countries on their marital status body mass index. The results which factored in socioeconomic status, age, nationality, show marriage really does make you pack on the pounds. An extra 4.5 pounds in an average height 5'11 inch man and 5'5 five five inch woman. Over what period precise. of time? You know, it doesn't... If that's a year, that's a problem. It doesn't say that's a year. year. It doesn't even say how long. Uh-huh. Which is a stupid, but maybe if you read the study, it does say. I don't question the study at all. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. You give up. Really? You cut the fish. I mean, I took preemptive measures, and I was really worried about gaining the weight. So actually, I went the other way. You lost like, weight I've lost recently. a bunch of weight since I got married. Yeah, yeah you have. But you I, great. I don't see the wife very often either, so that could be. You know what I mean? I don't see she, we don't talk about it if she's no. gaining weight. But, but I no, she hasn't at all. Yeah, I mean, if you work out, you work out. And there's a comedian. I can't remember who it was, but he had a great idea, and that that is like you. Most people lose weight before the wedding, and they want to like look as best as they possibly can. He said, "Pack them all on, get really fat and ugly, and then your wedding pictures, like years later, you're gonna look better than you do in your wedding pictures." Brilliant. Yeah, I can't remember who which comedian had that. Everyone's like, all my friends are like, like, like. Look like they've been starving or something. Right. Like, like they have a, a and then mood, you look at them like in the person neck. right next to the picture, and you're like, oh, wow, God, why don't you look like that anymore, honey? Exactly. All that pressure for the wedding. That's why I'm glad I've avoided that whole thing. That's, um, a, that's the reason why. It also says that married men, yeah. No, you know, really? Because that is one of the reasons. <laughs> I don't want to plan. I hate planning parties. And um, seating chart seems mm-hmm. like a nightmare. I don't want to marry you, honey, because I don't like seating charts. No, nope, that's uh-huh. why. Is that, uh-huh. I know it's silly. It is you silly. Thought, you thought it was yep. deeper than that. Yeah, I did. I don't like bouquets. Oh, flowers. <laughs> I did go to a wedding last weekend, though. That was awesome in Ohio, which I oh, never went to Ohio. I love Ohio. I know. I'd never been. I lived here my entire life, Southern California, and I've been to Ohio twice now. My I entire loved life. it. The Ohio Stupid, Valley. It's oh so good. So good. And this couple was awesome. It was friends I reconnected with. Talk, people always make fun, like, oh, you're friends with all your exes. This guy wasn't really an ex. I met him in Thailand on the beach 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's in, he's Israeli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What we did? I'm we had, imagining yeah. we had sex for right. a week on a beach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were his little man to, boy for the week. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. His what? Man boy. Uh, why was it man boy? If Isn't that girl. what they're called out there in Thailand? Oh, right, right. But I'm boy girl. girl? What are they called? He girl could, boy? I don't know. Something. But he was cute and just got out of the army in Israel. Whatever. We were in our 20s. And, and then you guys stayed in touch. But then we, no, well, Facebook friends, never talked again, lives in Israel. But I was in Israel, as you know, with my family, and he saw my Facebook status that I, or picture, and he's like, are you here? Come meet me in Tel Aviv. I'm meeting this great woman from L.A. I'm marrying a woman from L.A. You'll love her. That's weird. And then we had this fun night together. You guys had a really big connection. I no, I, I mean, I loved his wife. We talked for hours in Tel Aviv. I would Aviv. never... And they're like, come to our wedding. And I'm like, I didn't think they meant it. And they're like, are you coming? And I'm like, sure. And I drove up. They said, bring but someone. I you're said, like a one-week stand, right? What do you mean? It was a one-week stand. Yeah, right? Yeah. Why would he say, come meet my wife years later? Or fiance? That's just, that's odd behavior, Emily. She's from LA. He's cool. He's All like, right. you're in Israel. Not many people go there. I don't know. It was awesome. And she and I did not stop talking. And I adore her. My wife had a strict rule at our wedding that no one that I had slept with was allowed to be in the audience. A lot of women have that rule. Yeah. You're right. That's a really good point, but it was so long ago. Saved and... a lot of money. <laughs> I had to feed a lot exactly. less people that I was going to invite. Anyway, whatever. I thought it was cool. And we don't talk about... I don't even remember. It's dude. weird. Yeah. It is weird. God. It's weird. Strange. Yeah, but it wasn't like, let's have a threesome. They live out here now? No, no that's they, what they're, that's what they're working towards. When they come out on an L.A. vacation no, 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 holiday they, in a few years. They live in Israel, mm-hmm. but she's from L.A. And she's super cool. And I met her family. Whatever. Okay. So that's my story. And um, when I was at the wedding, it was fun. But I never want to have one. Because that'd be hard. All right. <laughs> Should we get into some emails here? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Because I love you all for emailing me at feedback at sexwithemily.com. Oh, that's better. Yeah, you lean away from your mic. I don't know microphone. why I'm leaning away from my mic. Because you're looking around the corner and looking at the uh, the old <laughs> computer there. Why don't you take a swig of water? I'll sit here and mumble for you until you're done so you can get back on that mic. But make sure you try and talk into it because you're a radio Super professional. Super thirsty today. I went for a run this morning. 2,000 shows. You think you know how to talk into a mic. Oh, I God. Always, I'm talking all this crap and I'm talking. Dude, I'm always, mess, I'm always messed up with the <laughs> mic. I swear to God, wherever I go. Okay. This is about sexual peaks. Dear Emily. Oh, I have to back up. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. And please, when you email me, tell me where you live and how old you are. That's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Dear Emily, I love your podcast. It's always informative with great tips that I've used. Fact or fiction question. Women over 35 start having higher libidos. If it's true, around what age is it specifically? Thanks, Chris. Well, first, I'm going to read you a funny quote from a comedian here. Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. Remember her? No. Okay, me neither. But I can't remember her name. Yeah, I think not, not... I don't remember where she's from, but she's a comedian from like the 80s. I, I could be wrong, too. But women reach their sexual peak at age 35. Men reach theirs at 18. Do you get the feeling that God is into practical jokes? We reach our sexual peak as they're coming to realize they have a favorite chair. Is that um, funny? <laughs> I, I think maybe that's why we have never, never heard of her. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Here's the Maybe myth of the, the sexual delivery. peak. Um, I delivered it wrong because I didn't read it. Can yeah. we just, whatever, you guys. Listen, <laughs> tonight is my night. Okay, there is a myth of the sexual peak. Okay, so physiologically speaking, women experience the greatest spike in their teens, in their hormones. Really? Yeah. Women do. Women do. I've never heard that. Yeah, in the, just like men. But as we grow older, into our late 30s, our hormonal levels actually decrease, which decreases our physiological sex drive. This means as we age, our body actually desires sex less right however this is where the confusion lies research shows that women actually have better sex in their 30s and 40s they figured it out because they figured it out right 
because they're more comfortable with their bodies. They have a better grasp on what they want sexually, and they are direct, and so they know how to ask for it. Maybe they they crave it more. They crave it more because it's like, oh, but my not God. instinctually. Exactly. Mentally. Right. And that's why we always hear from women who, who aren't craving sex um, and men. We hear this all the time, low libidos. But a lot of times, low, low, low libidos can be due to, like, medication, birth control, all that stuff. So I'm just going to say that it's it's not that you get a spike. I think it's really just that women are attuned to their bodies. They know what pleases them. They're not afraid for asking in bed. So this learning is what is known as the peak, but it's not physiological. And sex feels better when we know how to orgasm and we're comfortable with our bodies. And so this is my note to my younger listeners is that you don't have to wait until your 30s and 40s to have great sex. You can start now by learning your own body for women and men. You guys guys pretty much know your body, but not really. And pay attention to what she wants. But women first, like I always say, you have to figure out what you want, masturbate, and be comfortable asking for it in bed. Don't just lie there. It's not about what he wants, about him doing the jackhammer, about him, which is another one of our emails. It's not anything about you looking, sitting there looking pretty because that's not interesting for you or for him. And you can learn to gain this confidence once you know, because like a lot of women think someday my prince will come and mm-hmm. so will I. <laughs> and they wait for the guy. They, You know, I was like that in my 20s. I, I didn't know. I didn't have an orgasm in my early 20s. So I'm just saying you can be this But careful, Evan. Person. What? I don't know if you want to create a monster out there. I mean, I'm sure there are a few women out there, girls, like teenage girls, who have figured it out already. They're more advanced. And they have, so they have the mental uh, desire for it as well as instinctual hormonal desire, which makes them promiscuous. So <laughs> let's let's settle down. I'm not saying to be promiscuous. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you can enjoy sex. Which is as fine. Much women 20s. can be promiscuous. And I hate the slut shaming that goes on. Don't and... slut shame. Yeah. And I don't want women to be like sleeping around. There's so much freaking STDs now. People aren't taking care of themselves. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the enjoyment level because what we're saying is this is this is not physiological. Um, this is mental. Right. This is learning. So don't wait. That makes, don't be a slut. That makes perfect sense, Just though. kidding. I thought I, I knew everything about sex, but I, I've always heard that women's libido goes up in no. their older age, and it's just, it's it, it makes perfect sense it's what you're saying. It's absolutely true. I mean, I don't remember being, I've never really been insecure about sex, about my body or anything. I don't know. It's, I have other issues, but that was never my issue. But I know that I didn't definitely didn't enjoy sex as much at all in right. my 20s until I was with somebody that I was really comfortable with. So anyway, that's... And that makes um, also because, you know, guys are so easy to figure out and it doesn't... We don't have to spend nearly as much time figuring out how our stuff works as, as, as opposed to you guys. So guys, when they're teenagers, they figure it out. They're like, yeah, hey, I like this, and I know this works, and this is what I want to do. And girls are, like, more inhibited, and they're thinking, yeah, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. So right. they don't come off as, like, those horny Because, like, teenage boys are animals. You know what they're I mean? They're animals. And I didn't know that until I started working, really, in this business that that when I was 18 or when I was in high school that all guys were like having boners and masturbating and thinking. I think it's much more out in the open nowadays. When I was a kid, I mean, if anyone found out that you, like, if like there'd be like a rumor about like a, you know, a kid in high school that he, he like his sister caught him beating off or something and he was just the source of ridicule, oh. like a pariah. Right. People would put like porn pictures on his locker and stuff. Nowadays, everyone like just said, hey, I'm going to go beat off. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's such a different time So now. different. It is, I know. I blame internet porn. I blame internet porn for a lot of what ails us today. Mm-hmm.
Not anti-porn, just anti-learning what you should do sexually from porn. Because it's not jackhammer all the time, all jack. Not. Should we just get into the jackhammer question? Let's do it. It's I'm already come skip up. to it. Dear Emily, I'm a 20-year-old college girl, and I love your show. I'm pretty confident in bed, and I love doggy style, so I always ask for it. But it seems like most guys I sleep with take this as a pass to abandon any skill or finesse and go straight to jackhammer sex, which really doesn't do it for me. I've tried getting guys to slow down a little bit and get more into it, but I feel like a lot of guys just can't help themselves and get into a mindless rhythm with no concern for if I'm getting off, no concern if I'm getting off. Do you think this is a college guy thing, or do other people have this issue? Is there anything I can do to be more in control with doggy style? So Talk. basically, she is rather ramming her from behind, and they're probably ramming her if they when they're on top. Hey, some women like that. Some women like to really be ravaged. Okay, that's true. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes, yeah, but not every single time. No. Maybe if she already had an orgasm or. Um, you turned her on a little bit, but I don't think it, first of all, no, it's not just college guys, but it's probably a lot of college guys because I think that just like we were saying, women don't know a lot about sex. Guys don't know a lot about sex either in their twenties and they Drew, do the jackhammer. Drew says it all the time. Like the, the, the vagina is not an inside out penis. And that's how a lot of, especially younger guys think of it. And they just think, Hey, if my, if the vagina is like an inside out penis, this is how I would want it to be smashed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and women, like it does feel, I'm not saying I know ne- I don't ever like it hard and fast. Like sometimes you just want that. I agree. But the majority of women, we just, you know, we need a little bit of variety. We need other things going on. And if you are doing the jackhammer on top and missionary, mm. I mean, she's talking about doggy style, which we're going to mean, give her some tips. But you're no, you're not hitting clitoris. You're not slowed down. The whole thing, like, and 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 she's right. They're probably thinking in their head, she's moaning. She's having a good time. I got to, you know, let's you know, let's order pizza. It's time, and she hasn't had an orgasm. So, so Amanda, thank you. I, th- I mean, good for you for thank you for emailing, but good for you for embracing your sexuality and loving yourself, little doggy style. She's <laughs> taking control here. I think that's awesome. Your issue's not restricted to college guys. Women of all ages are subjected to the tyranny of the jackhammer. I have to admit that it has happened in recent history to me as well, but especially then. Um, You could learn to love other positions that give you more control and more direct stimulation. Like maybe if you were on top, you can definitely control it more. But if you love doggy style, do not give up, sister. This is what you do. Um, It feels great. I get it. It allows for deeper penetration, and it's kind of hot if you grab your ass, slaps your ass. Guys like it. Typically, guys love the jack. Guys love doggy. I don't think I've ever met a guy who doesn't. Would you agree, Anderson? Doggy's okay. I think it's a little overrated. Really? Yeah. It's kind of a go-to orgasm. It's kind of the go-to thing for a lot of guys to know. What's our ejaculation noise They can imagine that it's someone else. Not with, you. Not with you. Not with you. I'm not saying with you. They don't want to see my face. Not the face. Damn not the it. face. No guys ever actually not had doggy style with me ever. They don't won't even oh, have missionary. No. Oh, it's so it's sad. from a Robert De Niro movie, uh, This Boy's Life. It's, it's once he gets married to the woman, it's all doggy all the time. Before that, it was nice missionary. Once he gets married to her, he flips That's her over. And she goes, "I don't like it this way." He's like, "No, I, I don't like to see the face. Not the face." Oh my god, <laughs> That's so horrible. horrible. This Boy's Life. I don't mean that every time they want it. I mean they want it sometimes. But oh my God, look at me. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. It's uh, great because it's uh, a deep penetration, but it doesn't allow for a lot of control on the receiving end, but you got to make some modifications. So with using your hands and knees for balance, your only choice is to lean in. Like that's what, if you're doing it just the normal way, you know, the like doggy with your four, four on the floor, your only choice is to lean in and hope he doesn't knock you over. 
But if you arch your back during doggy, doggy style, it allows you to control the depth of penetration. Mm-hmm. So if you arch less, you prevent him from going as deep. If you arch more, you want deeper penetration, you arch your back more. Right? Makes sense. If he has a larger penis, his thrust could also cause pain. So you might want like less of an arch. But here's the thing. Instead of doing the four on the floor, there are other variations that will give you so much more control and help you resist the dreaded jackhammer. You're just going to stop him in his tracks. Try doing it standing. You can do it standing. Like from behind. Like you're, you're, you're like your butt out a little bit with your hands against the wall. You could also do it with your on your knees, but you're upright and you're facing a wall or a headboard on the bed. That feels really good too. Make sure his chest is pressed against your back, and this position will give you more stability, um, Amanda. So it will also limit his range of motion. So if, you know what I'm saying? If she's, he won't be able to go as fast as her. She's leaning up against the bed. Another option: have him sit back. Okay, you got to listen to this. It's always hard to explain positions, so. He sits back on his heels while lifting your knees and wrapping them around his body. He's got to be a strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you're like a little girl, right? Um, and this position, his job is to sit still while you use your arms to support your weight and slide back and forth in a rocking motion where you better G-spot and clitoral stimulation. And as always, you can always just use a little vibrator on your clitoris if it's not doing it and uh, have an orgasm that way. But those are some good variations there, I think. Um, yes. We're all going to be good with that. So first, we're going to get back to, uh, after that, we're going to get back to what? We should say that all those positions, I'm assuming, are also in your beautiful color book. Oh, they are You should make a coloring book version of that. I should. Black and white, just empty spaces, and people can color them in. I know. I I love my book. people love it in prison. (laughs) Um, It's called Hot Sex, over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight, and it is a beautiful, cool book that everyone, all my friends tell me that, like, they have it on their coffee table, and it gets them laid all the time. Or you've told me you've used it, because it's just really easy. You flip it open. I keep it in the oven. You keep it in the oven. Um, You get it on Amazon. Go to my website, click on the Amazon banner, and then um, buy it. But it's awesome. It's a good gift. It's a great wedding gift, too. Was. It would be a great wedding gift. I gave it to my my Israeli friends. Uh, Oh, that's fucking nice. Well, I gave him a bunch of things. I gave him, oh, my God. You're like, turn to page 58. He inspired that one. Your husband oh, inspired dude, that, that, that position I there. I call it the Tel Aviv for a reason. We were like at a full moon party raging on the beach for Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, no, but seriously, it was in my oven because my the wife's parents were coming over a couple oh. years ago and she was cleaning up around the house and she threw that in the oven because we didn't use our oven for like the first two years we lived there because it had no racks in the oven. So I, I was looking for the book. I'm like, where's that book? And she goes, oh, it's in the oven. <laughs> that's not safe. What if it turns on or something? I know. Oh, that's not safe. great, that oven. But um, that's hilarious. I never used my oven for eight years in San Francisco. <laughs> In fact, my place now doesn't have an oven, and he thought it would be a deal breaker, and I didn't care. Who thought it would be a deal breaker? The landlord. He's like, oh, I got to tell you, there's no oven. I'm like, Pfft. Doesn't matter. Look at me. I don't need. It's never affected my life. And I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Uh, a single woman, strong head, head of woman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I love Whole Foods. Okay, so quick question. Is anyone else starving right now? I mean, seriously. My days are so busy. I'm constantly running around from meeting to the office to the studio. I never have time to shop or get food. You guys always hear me talk about that. So how am I supposed to stock up on healthy snacks? And I love to snack. In fact, I think I only snack. That's why I'm so excited about Graze.com. Have you heard of Graze.com? Let me tell you this. It's a snack service that delivers tasty, nutritious snacks 
right to your worker home. And each box is customized to your taste preferences. You can, like, tell them what you like. And they, they dietary requirements. Plus, all great snacks come in perfectly portioned packs. Great for munching on the go. And if you're anything like me, you probably crave a little variety in your snack drawer, right? Well, Graze.com lets you pick from over 100 handcrafted snack creations to satisfy any craving. My personal favorites, the whole grain banana shortbread dippers, only 150 calories, and the punchy protein snacks. They have a little chili lime twist. They have seven grams of protein. You'll love all this stuff. Really, you got to check it out. All their snacks are approved by their in-house nutritionists and contain no GMOs, artificial flavors, or trans fats. So you can actually feel good about what you're eating. And they only range from $6.99 to $11.99 per box. Not bad, right? Totally worth it. Go to graze.com. That's G-R-A-Z-E.com. And get your first box free. But what have you got to lose? Except for nothing, because then you also need to eat. So go there. That's graze.com, code Emily. I'm going to talk about your penis again for a minute. I'm going to tell you about Promescent. Oh. Yeah. So I, some men, your penis size is totally fine. But sometimes you want to last a little bit longer in bed. Maybe you last a minute and you want to last two. Maybe you last five minutes and you want to last ten. And also one in three men actually suffers from premature ejaculation, whereas they can't control their ejaculation. So Promescent is a quickly absorbing delay spray. It allows you to have the sex that you want so you don't have to focus on baseball or whatever it is that you think about. And then you're not in the moment and then you're not enjoying sex. But Promescent closes the arousal gap between men and women. And so women take longer to orgasm. If you haven't figured that out yet, we just do. So you'll last longer and everyone goes home happy. So try Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Check it out. She'll love it. You'll love it. It's funny. I was looking at baseball scores when you said you don't have to think about baseball. <laughs> Were you really? Are you yeah. one of the, do you look at scores all the time? I just looked. Guys do that all the time. I, my ex used to, I, he was always looking at scores all I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you need like five different screens. Up. You're like type A Who's personality winning? and you're a little... Uh, attention deficit going. It, it keeps What's things on baseball? I don't even know baseball right now. I, don't, I didn't like baseball for 20 years. Uh, now my team's good again, so now I'm going to be a front runner and like them. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so I'm watching. You're one of those. Mm-hmm. I got it. I rarely am one of those, but base, it's a long story. And believe me, I have excuses. Though. It's a broken league. There's something else I was going to say to you, though, before the break. Broken you were saying league. something about penis. No cap. No cap. Broken league. I, I love the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they were playing the Yankees one day, like years and years ago. And yeah, I know. Sorry. And uh, a Yankee guy I just came fell up. And uh, and the announcer's like, this Yankee player, A-Rod or whoever it is, he makes more than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team. I'm like, fuck this sport. I can't watch it anymore. It's so okay, unfair. Right. You know what I mean? And I, you're rooting for Pittsburgh right now? Yeah, because they're actually good, even though oh, they're still good. cheap. How's the Detroit doing? The Tigers? Detroit Tigers are doing okay. I love that you guys have the, the Tigers and Bears. No, no, Lions? Lions. Tigers and Lions. I wish you had Bears. That'd be awesome if Detroit had Tigers, Lions, and Bears. I know it would teams. be. That'd be the most awesome thing about yeah. the town. Okay, so how to get your partner to take <laughs> more control awesome in bed? Oh no, right? <laughs> no, Detroit is a whole comeback. I love Detroit. I just got an email from a listener who actually lives there, and they said it's great. It is. No, there's, there's my, my mom. My mom's just been trying to get me back for twenty years. It's not going to happen. But she's going, now there's a resurgence in Detroit, and there's all these people that have come. There's artists and young people. Are houses still free? Because I, I know that a lot of houses were literally free. Literally free. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I think the economy is getting a little bit better. So oh, to I be a teenager free. in Detroit with those free empty houses, I all know. the places would get a banged. Oh, my know? God. It was a bang zone. I mean, we in, college, in high school, we used to go there and... I mean, it was scary. It was desolate. You know, attract housing, and they have uh, like uh, the model homes 
Well, there's a new track right by where I used to live, and um, one of the model homes, my friends and I used to break in there, and we party in the model home and uh, have girls over and, and really? bang in the That's, fake beds. Yeah, we used to do things like that. That's a good time being in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how to get your partner to take more control. Hey, Emily, I'm new, to the, I'm new to the show, but I absolutely love it and recently experienced the best sex I've had with my husband because of you. Okay, she can't leave me hanging here with this. Please tell me why. Email me back again and tell me what you did. Um, <laughs> I've always liked to do new and exciting things in the bedroom and have opened my husband's eyes a lot, but I want to know how to get him to be more in control. I say stuff to him, but he usually laughs about everything, so I laugh about it too, but what I really want is to, to be in control, full control of me. How can I get him to be more serious about this? Thank you so much for all your help and everything you've done already for my love life. Shay. Okay, getting a guy to take control and do something different and not laughing and giggling is can be a challenge because talking about sex with your partner, saying, hey, I want you to take control, and then you're like, I know you're taking control because I told you to take control, like, right. can make you laugh. Yeah. And so the best way self-conscious. to- makes you self-conscious. Self-conscious because yeah. you're like, really? It's not okay, natural. You're, you're doing nasty, something, yeah. You bad school girl, spank, spank, like, mm-hmm. what does he do, right? So it's possible that the way that you're saying it, Shay, is making him think that you're not serious about it. Because you're probably nervous, too, and giggling. So there are ways to bring it up that's more playful, but will still get the point across. Any ideas? Well, mm-hmm. how, would it get, how would someone get it across to you? I'm, can I just say that I think women are usually smarter than men, and what her move should have been was to, would be to manipulate him into thinking that it's his idea, but you know what I mean? How would you do that? I don't know. You're smarter than I am, so you figure it out. I, you know, okay, that's a good idea, but open up a conversation. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to say that you, I am going to say this now. Uh-huh. What is my problem? Open up a conversation about your sexual desires. Like, ask him, like, hey, babe, so, like, do you have any fantasies? Like, what are the top three things you want to try? Mm-hmm. Ask him. Mm-hmm. And then you say, you know what I think would be so hot? If one day I walked in and you just, like, ripped my clothes off and threw me down on the bed and you could do whatever you want to me. They'd probably giggle, though, right? No, she would just say it like that. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, no, really, babe. I think that would be so hot. In fact, do it right now. Right. Um, you know, ask him what he likes, dislikes. But that's that's kind of how you have to do it. Um, you could ask. So we start that way. What do you, what do you want to share with me? And he might be embarrassed. I'm trying to think because the truth is, like, what he say? What he wants to try? I hope so. I love when guys tell me what turns them on. And I'm telling you, I wasn't having these conversations even before my show. I wasn't having these conversations, but now I've learned how through my and show. And they expect it with you because you have sex in your name. But you know what? You're right. They mm-hmm. do expect it. But I, I don't do it as much as you would think. And having sex with me, not that you've ever thought about it, mm-hmm. isn't like what... I mean, it's really good. I've gotten like you really high scores. You can probably never reach the uh, the level that people uh, might assume with your title. You know what I mean? I should be... Yeah. It'd be like Shaq's penis. <laughs> His penis is small, right? Everyone's going to expect massive things, right? It's never going to live up to the standards that you would imagine. I mean, I've never... I didn't even complain. I'm good. But, but anyway, I do talk about it now and I do ask for what I want. So once he shares his feelings, it's your turn. You can say to him, like I said, I think it's hot when you're in sort of a, a sort of a bed. If you don't feel like saying, I want you to rip my clothes off, you could say, I think it's hot when you're in sort of a bed. I love it when you throw me down in the bed before you make love to me. That'd be really hot. Uh-huh. Um, tell him your fantasy is to have him throw you down, take control of the situation. Um, you can even trade with him. Offer to say, you know what? I'll do that sexy I'll do that what would be a fantasy that a guy has that he doesn't want to tell but then he tells what he has they're asked diapers okay you can say I will put a diaper on you (laughs) baby Mm -hmm. and then after that I want you to throw me down on the bed tie up my arms with this bondage tape or this necktie and do what you will with me yeah that's do a trade quit 
quid pro quo. He might not believe her if he's like giggling and whatnot. They're married though, right? Married? Um, yes, quid, husband. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Yeah. Her name is Jay. Uh, yeah, it was a Silence of the Lambs reference. Um, I do know Silence of the Lambs. What if she just goes limp? Then he has to take control. What if she just like plays dead fish? And he'll, he'll have to do the work. You know what I mean? He could come in the house and she could just be lying there like oh. naked on the bed with her arms like... She I'm just picturing this guy up. giggling at everything like, <laughs> you're naked. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, here's the thing. I think you just got to... One night when you're out to dinner, having drinks or brunch, don't ever have this conversation in the bedroom. Okay? First of all, don't have in the bedroom. Um, or then don't have it during sex. Uh, you don't want to think that you're not happy with your sex life. So that's why any conversation that you have with your partner about sex has to be light. You cannot be like, we need to talk. Because the second <laughs> someone says, we need to talk, it's like, you know it's all downhill from there. You did something wrong. Right. It's like, oh, babe, I keep thinking about the sex we had last night. That was so hot. And you know what I was thinking? I want to know, like, what's one thing that you want to try? Tell me. And then have him go. And then you're like, hopefully he'll ask you like and say, sister. What do you, yeah, I want to do your sister over Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, then we know you need to move on, Shay. But that's what I'm saying. And then you have to say it, and you can be like, okay, well, I was thinking how hot it was or how hot it would be if you did this. So that's good advice, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or buy my book and read it together. It opens, yeah, it opens it opens communication. Maybe you got to kind of be in the, you say not to have it during sex, but maybe have it during like uh, once there's already arousal there. So his mind is more on the sex and less on the uncomfortable. Because guys, once they get going, it's like nothing's really funny. It's just like go time. You know yeah, I mean? that's that's true. But okay, so during the act, she could also just start. She could say. She could just like roll over, or she could hand him a tie or something, and say like tie my hands together do or it. take me, do, do it, me, yeah. just do it now. Tie me up. But mm-hmm. if he giggles, he might just be shocked. I don't know if he will done. though. If if there are if he's already like in the throes of passion, it, not much is funny. I've yeah, been trying to combine saying, sex and humor for a long time because I think it'd be awesome to have hilarious sex because I love laughing and I love sex. I've had funny sex, haven't you? No, never. I don't know if it, exi- it exists. Well, I mean, it's not funny the whole time, but I've laughed during sex for sure. I'm sure, he appreciated that. I had sex recently. Oh my god! I don't know. I'm telling the story, but <laughs> people appreciate it. Um, I had sex. My housekeeper came. Come. I have a very. I live in a very small little house, little cottage, mm-hmm. and I was sleeping with a guy around a few weeks ago. And my housekeeper came. At, you have a housekeeper, a place with no oven. Yeah, she comes like once a month. Okay, dude, I have no time to clean. Does she dust like your sex bucks. toys. Yes. You get the topless ones? Topless mates? I don't know what she thinks I do for a living, to be honest, because there have been I want her some... on the show. Do you speak Spanish? No. Does I, she? Yeah. I don't... I mean, and then the other... Oh, this is the worst... Oh, I forgot this part. Okay, anyway. So the guy's there, and we just hooked up for the first... T- oh, we've been date. We've gone out a few times. We had sex. And then she comes in, and my door shut, you know, and I and we were about to have, and like he's like, "Is it okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." Like well, you're can't. banging with your maid there, M. Was that like a thrill for you? Is that why? No, it wasn't. But how I was often so does turned this, on. Does this this it's house cleaner come? Happens. How she often? Co- well, she's coming tomorrow. How often does she come? Once a month. Once a month, and that's when you choose to bang. Well, we had banged the night before, and we were already banged. But the thing is, she had, was doing the dishes, mm-hmm. and the the water was running, and I don't think she heard. Mm-hmm. And I know that I probably should have said, I don't know, we were in the, we were into it. Do you think that's weird? A little bit. I mean, it seems like your house is dark of, of strange people uh, most of the time. 
What do you mean it's dark of strange people? You probably have someone you don't know in your house two hours a month. No. Guys? Be- I'm not- No. The the housekeeper. Keeper, right. And she, I didn't, I could have waited. Two I hours d- a month, Em. You can't work around two hours a month? You got to be banging? It was so inconvenient. I never have her come in. I don't do anything before 11 a.m. I don't have meetings. I don't know anything. But for some reason, she came at 9.30 this day, Jesus. 10. I don't like Not God. acceptable. I'm a, I get up late. But anyway, he was there, and we were starting to fool around, and I'm like, she can't hear or whatever. Uh-huh. And, but then he keeps bringing it up. Like, I think that he thinks that it was weird, and now I think that was weird. But I'm like, it's she weird. couldn't really hear. But the, the worst part was I came out already feeling like oh, a little weird. I came in my robe. And then I realized that I had- no. Did she have to clean the bedroom after this? No, Emily. I, I took, no, I don't ever. I take the sheets off and I, I do my wash myself. Okay, All okay. she really does is like sweep. There's not that much to do. <laughs> it's it's just it gets dirty. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I had before he even came over, which I didn't even know he's coming over. I had been washing some of my sex toys in the sink, <laughs> and they were drying. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the windowsill like an American apple pie. Yeah, they were driving on the rack of the kitchen, so while I'm having sex, she's washing my... <laughs> Emily! <laughs> that is so fucking wrong, and You understand. No, they were clean. I had washed They're them the night before. They're dildos and things Stop. that are obviously Stop. vagina worn. No, no, they actually, luckily, they were little clitoral, like my Mimi that I love, and like I, um, well, one thing mm-hmm. kind of And I had washed them. They were clean. But they were she drying. put them away in the drawers well, with the silverware. She just kind of moved them over to the counter. They were in a container. Or and... woman, she could probably uh, you know file a sexual harassment suit against you. She, I'm going to give her a raise tomorrow. Um, so she's coming tomorrow. <laughs> That's Again? her story. <laughs> Wait, I thought she was just there. Was it? So this is a few weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three. Okay. She comes every three weeks. So you got to have uh, this guy come over and be well, like, "Hey, the, the maid's on no, her way no, over." Okay. So here's the funny story. <laughs> 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 yes. So. I remember that she was coming, and I texted him, and uh-huh. I'm supposed to see him tomorrow night. And I said, "Hey, do you want to come over and have sex? Because my housekeeper's coming tomorrow." <laughs> and what do you say? We had a whole texting thing, and it turns out he is coming over tonight. We were, didn't have plans, and he's like, "I just might." And uh-huh. it, and then he came became this a whole is thing. This could get dicey. And he's coming. This could get dicey. I'm like, I have love line till midnight. He's like, I'll be there. So he's coming over. He's, so he's gonna spend the night, bro. But we're not gonna have sex in front of her. Make again. sure the sex toys are out of the kitchen for the for, for the sure. housekeeper, please. Dude, and can I tell you something? Every time I watch my, I didn't know he was coming over that time, and I, I washed them in the bathroom, which is outside my bedroom, not in the kitchen. But for some reason, I was in the kitchen, and I, I wasn't planning for her to come because I forgot she was coming. The whole thing, and now it's in my calendar. I have. Okay. Those, that's a lot about my sex life, people. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was, it was uh, entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> There's my life. And it's not normal. Just like uh, your Israeli one-week stand inviting you to meet his fiance and then to the wedding is not normal. What I tell you for the show, I don't burn bridges. I'm friends with everyone I've ever dated, pretty I much. I think I've told you, I've stayed, I, I kind of dropped him recently, but I, I've stayed in contact with a couple girls that I had one-night stand with, but I felt guilty and I didn't want it to be a one-night stand, so we never had sex again, but I became... Friends, like lifelong friends with them. And they weren't even people that I really wanted to hang out with, but I felt so guilty about the one-night standness of it all. And they're still your friends? Not so much since I got married, but they were for a long time. Dude, why waste your time? You should have no shows. I've had a lot of one-night stands where it was fine and it was kind of like a mutual thing. You're but like, I I'm think... not going to sleep. I'm not going to call you again or have sex with you again, but I'm going to be your friend for life. Because <laughs> I'm a weird, <laughs> guilty guy, yeah. <laughs> now that's friggin' weird, dude. Okay. They didn't invite me to their weddings. I could tell you that. Actually, <laughs> I think clearly. no, they did. Actually, two of them did. Okay, See, but I'm friends because with them. they believed that you were really friends with them. Here's another piece was, of advice for you people, and this has nothing to do with sex. This is a life lesson that I've learned. You should have no shoulds in life, and that means friends. 
eventually as you get older, you'll realize that the people that you think you should hang out with and you should see and you should invite to your birthday party and you should oh, invite Oh, I see. Them, like it's a chore? I should. Yeah. So I started limiting all shoulds. I never have a party. I never do anything that I should do. Right. I don't see anyone except for family. I but I actually love my family. Right. There are you to have a, try having a party or try having a night out where there are no shoulds there. Right. It's just people you like, people you trust, people you feel good about, and all those shoulds on your list, get rid of them because you shouldn't should you don't should friends. Yeah, it's yeah. Don't should all over that's, yourself. That's a pretty good that's a pretty good advice I think. Thank but you. but I'm like, full of it. when you see somebody that I, I I could see a friend that I really want to get together with and I'll say like we should get dinner next week. That's not negative, is it? If or you don't want to get dinner, don't say it. Dinner. Well, do you want to see this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. we should. You and I should have dinner. Uh, now you I'm getting a minutia. Minutia. No, well, no, no, no. You, you can say we should have dinner. No, no. I'm not saying you should never should. I can say. I can say. But we, if oh, your oh brain God, goes in that place, I said like, to you earlier, let's. We should totally get together next week and talk about some of your business yeah, stuff. Yeah. You can should things in life. You just shouldn't have a should friend. <laughs> I should invite this friend. I should oh, go out with this that's person. a good one. Oh, like, I should invite her. Th- maybe I wasn't explaining Should right. I or should yeah. I not? Oh, my God. I, I, I want to go out. I, should, I don't you know, want I don't to be there, like but I should. I this person, but I should. Yeah. I should invite so-and-so to my party. I should invite Bob because he was so nice to me. I should right. invite Jane. She's a sweetheart. No. Yeah. You shouldn't do anything. It's great advice. Thank you. It's great Now advice. that we all understood it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you shouldn't have been friends with those girls because you felt better with the one in Sam for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Three okay. Of them. The next email is about well, there's three. There's three of them. Yeah. That's your sweet guy. Yeah, no, but it's not good. No, no it's not good. Cause I'm just saying, life is too short to hang out with people who suck. But low life. You can. You. I mean, almost anyone you can, especially if you consider yourself like a writer or a storyteller, you can put up with a lot of shit. Cause at least their character, they might give you like you know breath. No, I agree. And you can meet story. them at a party, but you shouldn't have to hang out with them. Yeah. I just like I, I've just had taken great delight as I've gotten older, as like having parties or birthdays or dinners, or looking forward to all the plans that I have because mm-hmm. I have very limited free time and I don't have a zillion. Also, I guess moving to LA, like I have friends, but I don't hang out with people that like suck. Right. Okay. Penis size insecurities. Oh, good. This is going to help all y'all who are worried about that stupid website that we talked about earlier. Hello, Emily. This the name is Mike from London, and I'm having an insecurity issue with a topic I guessed you might have discussed. My wanker's small. It's about my wanker. It's on the small side, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a tape measure, but it's just as tall as my phone. I phone five, uh, five S. That's not terrible. Oh, I thought he meant six. Never mind. I know the six. It's true that a study came out that said the average penis size is the size of the six. But don't worry, dude, because here's the thing. Well, we're going to keep going. I have a girlfriend, and we want to have sex for the first time in the relationship. She's 21 and a virgin, so I guess she might not be bothered during her first time. But my fear is, should I be worried that as we have more sex, she will notice or feel that I'm on the small side, or is this all in my head? In your head. Thanks. It's in your head. Mm-hmm. No matter how long you guys are having sex, your girlfriend is not going to suddenly realize, oh, my God, why aren't you packing a monster penis? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Unless um, she's uh, uh, insecure herself or superficial and you don't want that in your life anyway. No, not at all. And your penis is at five, five, five ass is almost five inches, I think. I thought the average was Six like a dollar bill, like five and yeah. a half inches or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you're totally fine. You're in the range anyway. But don't worry about it because it's not about your penis. It's about knowing what to do with it and knowing the importance of foreplay, knowing the importance of making sure that what? I'm just thinking of your sex toys on the dryer rack. While you're banging in the back room. That's so cliched. Like if she, if your housekeeper knew that you 
had a sex talk show for a living. Like that's what you did. You were sex with Emily, and she was cleaning your house. And she, while she's cleaning your sex toys, and you're banging your boyfriend in the she back room. She did not clean the sex toys. They were clean in a bucket. That she moved the bucket. They weren't on the drying rack. They were in a cliche. Listen, they were in a container on the drying rack because it sounds so bad. They weren't lying. They were in a container. Okay. And then she moved I the them, like, container on the, you know, the to the counter. No, no, rack the dry, where you put right. the plates. No, no, I put them in a special bowl. Okay. I put them in a special bowl, the and then she bowl. moved that bowl to <laughs> the counter, and she buys it and not touch these, but they were clean. <laughs> what are you saying that if she knew that then it would make sense or she wouldn't clean she'd just, if, if I was her and I knew that I was cleaning your house and when, I didn't know you but I knew your name was Sex with Emily and I saw that and you were banging in the back room I would think that you were almost putting on like a show like I really am Sex with Emily you know what I mean it's so cliche yeah alright so small it doesn't happen all the time I mean that doesn't ever happen before mm-hmm. it's a good so story it's a good story I like it small dick Brit okay can't say this enough advertised penis does not make you a less lover like I said, you got to know what to do with it. Doggy style, spooning position, women on top. They allow for deeper penetration. Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing? You're laughing about my housekeeper who's um, coming tomorrow. Should I give her a tip? You should give her one of the uh, the, the necklaces. And I don't should. tell her. Don't tell her what it is. <laughs> I wish I spoke more Spanish. Like I feel like I do need to talk I to her. I don't even know sex in Spanish. And I'm born and raised in Southern California. Dude, see, that sucks. I grew up in Michigan. I took French. I know Chinga. We'll ask, we'll ask, have to Google it. Google okay. it. Oh my God, how do we not know? Okay, so so doggy style, great. Spooning, woman on top, allows for deeper penetration. And sex toys, don't be afraid of sex toys. I mean, you might want to have her bring it up if she hasn't had an orgasm before. But I, she's a virgin, and I don't know how much you guys are fooled around, but you could use a little sex toy on her clitoris. I mean, they're great to use with large penises, small penises, any size penises, because that will be your best friend. She'll always get there with the, the toy. But it truly... Women do not care. They care way less about the penis size than the man. And in fact, there was a study. I just found this study for you um, that says that the male concern about penis size is completely, completely misplaced, that that women do not care about it. So British, oh, funny enough, you're British, British Journal of Urology International suggested that while the majority of women, some 85% were satisfied with the size and proportion of their partner's penis, men were less sure of themselves and in fact half the men 45 percent almost half believe they had a small willy ah you see the difference there you see the Yet drop the off? researchers the report that small that the small penis that they weren't really small penises well usually also i've learned from working on love line with drew for a number of years is that guys that have penis issues they have other things going on they're exactly putting, they're putting it all they're in displacing the penis, in the penis. Yeah. so maybe you're a little bit worried here mike about um you know, just pleasing her and just sex all together because she's a virgin. So I would just take your time, pay attention, don't do the jackhammer, like go down on her, make sure that she's warmed up, play with her breasts, <laughs> kiss her stomach all the way, do all those things that women love. We love when you slowly undress us. We love when you take your time turning us on. We just really, really do. And that will make sure that she's turned on. And you'll feel more confident too because you'll get to see that she's turned on because she'll start Breathing heavy. That's how you know when your partner's turned on. She'll start thrusting her hips. Oh, is that what you. that means when she's doing that? I thought that she was she's fed choking up. Choking or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe with you. I yeah. think I've given this advice before, but also maybe watch uh, The Hangover with her because Ken Jung, a uh, funny actor, he's in that and he has microphallus. It looks like a like a, a Santa's nose. <laughs> it's a little button. It's a cute little button, and uh, you're going to look like a massive That's hog. a good point. Yeah. You guys should watch that first, and then she'll be like, oh, my God, yeah. you're yeah. massive. Kind of like an optical illusion. And then you should start a website called Lesson Than Seven or something for the boys that are uh, less than seven and then they, and girls who don't care. 
Right. Right? No. What's, what was the name I'm of the other to, one? Less, I don't know, seven, seven over seven. Why yeah. is seven? The, I guess that's bigger than ever. I don't know. I mean, I guess it is seven is larger than I don't. You, sh- you should start a website for small penis men. Who the hell is going to sign up for that website? Women who know that they can, they can get him by the balls because he has a small, small Women penis. who don't really like penis, I guess. Oh, yeah, women that don't like the big dick. They don't like the... There there's are, a lot, and let me there's tell more you, women that of, complain about big dick than small. That is so true. And in all the thousands of emails I've received, literally, I have them all, funny enough, in one Gmail account. <laughs> thousands. I've heard from more women that have complained that their partner's penis is too big and it hurts mm-hmm. than size. And in fact, I'm actually hard-pressed in my brain to even think about an email from a woman complaining about, like, I loved everything about him with the penis, maybe one or two, in, in, in 10 years. So, everyone, Yeah, yeah, I, just, I seem to remember one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not common. Very so few. So, chill out, Mike. Very few. You're all good. Just have some good sex with her. Pay attention, be present. All right, that's all we have time for. Um, Anderson, I love you. Thank you so much. Anything, what's going on with uh, Film Vault? After Film Vault, After Disaster, still going strong. We just did uh, top five, what do we do? We did top five music numbers and, and actual music uh, numbers that like became hits in the movie, like fictitious by fictitious bands and movies. If that makes sense, does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know. We do a but different topic every week. Show, oh, so check it out. And another penis uh, uh, movie, uh, The Overnight, which is uh, in theaters now, limited release. Adam Scott, uh, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange Is the New Black, right? And uh, a lot of penis talk and a lot of full oh, frontal nudity. A lot of full frontal nudity. They use prosthetic penises. But it's hilarious. A good movie. And uh, Adam Scott's very concerned about a small penis. Okay. I think you would like it very much. Yes. Okay, because I haven't seen a movie since like 2011. It's so. very indie, but it's very fun. And I it's, love indie. It's cute. The but overnight. I used to... And they shot it at Corolla's house, which is kind of really? weird. Yeah, they that shot. Is weird. They shot it. The house is a, a major. Is it a Corolla's point. film? No, not he had. You, it's a good movie. He had nothing to do with it. They just like said, "Here's like money for you to bullshit your house." That's the because Adam Adam Corolla's got a very nice home, I a bet multi-million he does. dollar home in the hills, so it worked for the location. That People do that. People amazing. rent out their houses. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I have friends who've done that. Okay, well, thank you, Andrew. So check out his podcasts. Uh, I know you like podcasts because you're listening to mine, and I love you all. Oh, and if you would like to, I would prefer it if you would follow me on Instagram. At Sex with Emily and Twitter is at, at Sex with Emily. And like my Facebook page, it's blowing up for some reason, Anderson. Yeah. My Facebook page is going crazy because we, we have really fun content on it. And we've got like a gazillion th- likes just like in the last, like, I mean, it has like, like 300,000, whatever. So check it out. You like it, all oh, the content. Top five s- movies about summer. That's what we just did this oh, week. Oh, I love it. Comes out Friday. So yeah. Movies Meatballs? about summer. Meatballs. Meatballs is talked about a little bit. Yeah. The Endless Summer is talked about a that's little bit. That's so good. Yeah, and I'll let you know like if these okay, movies are streaming, ball. where you check can find them, all that shit. Okay, awesome. Oh, my God, my phone's on. Okay, everyone, uh, I love you, and I love you for listening, and um, thanks so much. Email me. Was it, was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, Anderson, speaking of summer sex, are you prepared for the hot weather down under? I was not talking about summer sex. One track mind, oh, sorry, sexual sorry, woman. summer movies. Yes. Uh, are you prepared for the hot weather down under? Uh, no, I live in the Valley. It was 106 today. How were your balls? 106. They were doing, they were fine. Okay, because you used they Down Under Comfort? They were living in Harmony because I was using the product. Thank you very much. People are freaking freaking out about Down Under Comfort, you guys. It is amazing. It's so funny. I um, was at a dinner the other night, not to be a name dropper, but this guy who's the stylist on American Idol came up to me oh, and said, wow. are you Emily from Sex with Emily? I love your Down Under Comfort. We take it on the road. Who was this? He was a stylist on, on, oh, on, stylist American, on, on American Idol. Idol. He made the hair on, on What's-His-Fuck's head look bad. Right. 
exactly. I don't know, but he said to me, it's like the best product ever. And let me just explain to you guys that anywhere you sweat, your balls, your lower back, your breasts, it's for men, it's for women. And it's if you use talcum powder or anything, it's messy, it's carcinogenic. This is a cream to powder formula. It smells amazing. You will not sweat anywhere this summer and you will be fresh and dry. So you don't have to shower again and you can have sex and you won't be stinky and you'll be great and, and happy. You know what? What? The stylist on American Idol, I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming that he has to deal with a lot of sweaty like, yeah, pants actually, and underwear. Exactly. Because they're out there performing. Exactly. So uh, that's a great plug. Under your arms? Yeah. Like, any, like think about it, women, like I didn't really experience, I was in New York last summer and funny enough, I was being interviewed by a reporter about it and then I was like, oh my God, my back was sweating and stuff. And it worked. I didn't sweat for the rest of the day. So check it out. It's emilyandtony.com. And if you use code EMILY, you get 20% off your first order. Happy summer. Happy sex. Love you all. (laughs) Bye.